Another unbelievable couple of weeks in the Vatican with the Pope's vaccine-pushing conference featuring Chelsea Clinton and a whole host of pro-abortion bigwigs wrapping up over the weekend, followed by their push to excommunicate all mafia members while simultaneously blocking an effort by many U.S. bishops to refuse Biden, Pelosi, and many other pro-abortion politicians from receiving communion. All the while, Pope Francis has ignored the ardent pleas of a cardinal and bishops and priests to stop the schism in Germany with hundreds of so-called Catholic priests blessing homosexual unions on Monday. All that and more on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Before we begin, let me remind you to go direct to LifeSiteNews.com. You know by now that we've been banned on YouTube and also on Facebook. So you really need to go directly to LifeSiteNews.com to keep up with all that we're doing. You can click on the button that says last 10 days to get just the headlines from the last 10 days. You can subscribe to the daily email on the top right hand side of the page. Make LifeSite News your homepage. Stay in touch with us. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. On May 7th, Chelsea Clinton spoke at the Vatican Conference, ironically dedicated to dialogue. She was saying that there must be a global effort to crack down on vaccine-critical social media posts. Have a listen for yourself. I personally very strongly believe there has to be more uh, intensive and intentional and coordinated global regulation of the content on uh, social media platforms. Clinton is the vice president of the Clinton Foundation and the daughter of former President Bill Clinton and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Like her parents, she is an outspoken advocate for abortion. She appeared at a pre-recorded online meeting forming part of the 5th International Vatican Unite to Prevent and Unite to Cure conference. Naturally, hearing that line at the Vatican conference stings, especially for LifeSite, since, as I said, we were permanently banned from Facebook earlier this month and were kicked off YouTube a couple months ago. The news of Facebook banning LifeSite caught the attention of Fox News' Tucker Carlson. Have a listen. In 1976, the U.S. government vaccinated 45 million people for the swine flu. A total of 53 people reportedly died after getting that shot. And the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too risky. It wasn't worth it. Contrast that with what's happening now. This time, our health authorities have reserved their energy for anyone who dares to question vaccines. LifeSite News, it's a nonprofit news organization, just found itself permanently banned from Facebook. Why? because it reported government numbers from the VAERS database, something that we just did on the air. Apart from Clinton, speakers at the Vatican conference included prominent and diverse names such as CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna, the former of which produces abortion pills, and also the director of the National Institute of Health, Francis Collins, who, by the way, advocates using fetal tissue in research projects. It also included the head of Google Health, David Feinberg, and COVID czar Dr. Anthony Fauci of the U.S. National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. It included also Salesforce CEO Mark 
Benioff, another speaker, by the way, who has a history of promoting the LGBT issues. And he was described by Time Magazine as, quote, one of the most outspoken executives for LGBT affairs. Check this out. Here's Fauci at the conference calling on the need for Catholic priests to tell Catholics to get the vaccine. Have a look for yourself. You've got to match the messenger with the audience. And I think if you do that, you're going to overcome a lot of the hesitancy. When you go into the, you know, into the trenches and you have someone who's a deeply religious person who will listen to their clergy, that's different than me with a suit going into an area telling people to do something. I guess for him, having the Pope do so wasn't enough. You know, pro-life activist Michael Hitchborn, in an interview with LifeSite, recalled that other sinister figures in history have called on pastors to minister, uh, pastors and ministers to help promote intrinsic evils. He told us, and I quote, in 1939, Margaret Sanger wrote to Dr. Clarence Gamble, suggesting that they convince Negro doctors and Negro ministers to promote contraception among the black population. Mimicking Sanger's approach, Fauci now wants to use Catholic priests to convince faithful Catholics to take an unproven shot that has over 3,000 reported deaths and over 100,000 serious adverse reactions attached to it. Faithful Catholics have every right to reject the shot and should tell Fauci and his lackeys to go pound sand, end quote. Believe it or not, at the Vatican Conference, the Vatican actually announced the granting of a pontifical award to the CEO of a pharmaceutical company that makes abortion-tainted experimental coronavirus vaccines. Stefan Bansell, the CEO of Moderna, was given a pontifical hero award in recognition of his success in convincing the company to focus its energies on developing a vaccine for the COVID-19 coronavirus. Notably, Moderna helped fund the Vatican Conference. On May 10th, Vatican News reported a new group in the Vatican has been tasked with excommunication of all members of mafia groups. Under the overall direction of Cardinal Peter Turkson, who heads the Dicastery for Promoting Integral Human Development, a working group, they said, has been drawn up that reportedly will have as its aim the excommunication of members of the mafia and of organized crime groups. Meanwhile, pro-life advocates have noted the irony of how similar sanctions are not being placed on abortion supporters, particularly politicians who support the killing of the unborn. In fact, while focusing on excommunicating mafia members, the Vatican is actually blocking efforts of several U.S. bishops to ban pro-abortion politicians from receiving communion. Last week, the Vatican weighed in on discussions currently underway among the U.S. bishops regarding the distribution of Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians. A letter sent to the U.S. Conference of Bishops president uh, by Cardinal Louis Ladaria, who's the prefect of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith in the Vatican, warned that an upcoming U.S. bishop's policy on giving Holy Communion to pro-abortion politicians such as Biden could be, and I quote, a source of discord Cardinal Ladaria said the policy would unfairly concentrate on, quote, only one category of Catholics, end quote. Now, one particularly odious part of that Vatican letter is that in what appears to be a first, the Vatican uses language 
developed by abortion advocates, repeatedly using the term pro-choice, describing politicians who support abortion. Cardinal Ladaria was writing in response to a letter from Archbishop Jose Gomez uh, to the CDF, informing the Vatican that uh, the U.S. bishops were drawing up a policy on the distribution of Holy Communion to politicians who support abortion. And so in his letter admonishing Gomez for such a plan, Cardinal Ladaria employed the term pro-choice four times. He referred to pro-choice politicians twice, and pro-choice legislation, and a pro-choice position. One such example of the CDF use of this term is given noting how local bishops should, and I quote, reach out to and engage in dialogue with Catholic politicians within their jurisdiction who adopt a pro-choice position regarding abortion legislation, euthanasia, or other moral evils as a means of understanding the nature of their positions and their comprehension of Catholic teaching, end quote. Despite this reticence to target this one category of Catholics, the new working group on the Mafia looks set to also target one specific kind of Catholic, LifeSite contacted the Decastry for promoting integral human development, seeking more information about the working group, but was informed that details would be conveyed in the coming weeks. In recent weeks, U.S. bishops have lined up on either side of the debate. The leftists among the hierarchy outing themselves for their infidelity, seeing support for their heretical position in Pope Francis himself. Bishop Robert McElroy of San Diego recently wrote a piece for America magazine decrying public calls for pro-abortion politicians to be denied Holy Communion. Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington, D.C., Bishop John Stowe of Lexington, Kentucky, and Chicago Cardinal Blaise Supich all are on that side. Among those supporting the constant church teaching, which calls for pro-abortion politicians to be denied communion, in, uh, those bishops include Archbishop Salvatore Corleone, who argued recently that such politicians merit a public correction for their public rejection of Catholic teaching that he said is not limited to exclusion from the reception of Holy Communion, but may also include excommunication. Other members of the hierarchy who, um, who are on that side include uh, Cardinal Raymond Burke, Archbishop Samuel Aquila, and Archbishop Joseph Nauman. They've all come out publicly uh, defending the position that pro-abortion Catholic politicians must be denied communion to safeguard the sacrament, to avoid scandal, and actually to call the sinner to repentance. Meanwhile, in Germany, there is outright schism with hundreds of priests in an act of defiance giving sacrilegious blessings to homosexual unions on May 10th. So, while the Vatican is very involved in directing the U.S. Church, curbing its efforts at fidelity... It seems to have a hands-off approach for the church in Germany, where the country's bishops are currently walking down a synodal path that appears to be leading to departure from the church's teaching on priesthood, marriage, sexual morality. It's in defiance to a decree issued by the Vatican on the 15th of March, reinforcing the church's message that God does not and cannot bless sin. The document has pleased conservatives and disheartened advocates for the LGBTQ plus Catholics around the globe. One cardinal, two bishops, a dozen priests and more have begged Pope Francis to intervene to stop the Catholic Church in Germany from going into schism by continuing down this heretical uh, synodal path and thereby separating itself from the one holy Catholic and apostolic church founded by Christ. The letter says, and I quote, Concerned about this sad situation, we pastors of the Catholic Church and faithful laity committed to the defense of the true faith, 
asked the Holy Father to take the necessary measures to put an end to these drifts of the German synodal path and, if necessary, to apply the appropriate canonical sanctions against the promoters of this tremendous deviation from both doctrine and communion with the keys of Peter, end quote. That appeal, released on May 5th, was signed by Bishop Emeritus of Hong Kong, Cardinal Joseph Zen, Kazakhstan Bishop Athanasius Schneider, Switzerland Bishop Marian Eleganti, 12 priests, uh, including U.S. canon lawyer Father Gerald Murray, who we all know from EWTN, and more than 50 other laymen and women in the various fields of law, teaching, and health. The response from Pope Francis has been silence. But there has not been silence from a couple of awesome prelates who have had the resistance to the insanity coming from Rome down pat for many, many, many years. Kazakhstan Bishop Athanasius Steider, in uh, addition to the appeal which he signed to Pope Francis, gave an interview to LifeSite in which he urged faithful Catholics in Germany, who were actually witnessing the schism unfolding right before their eyes, as increasing numbers of clergy there publicly defy Catholic moral teaching. He urged the faithful there to pray and continue to remain faithful. He said, and I quote, Firstly, they should self-assuredly and joyfully confess the fullness of Catholic faith, which they know from the catechism, from the ever-valid documents of the magisterium of the church. Faithful Catholics in Germany must not retreat during these times, but go on the offensive. He said, and I quote, They should organize meetings and conferences to explain and to strengthen the Catholic faith. He added that they really need to pray in supplication and reparation for the sins against the Catholic faith, the sanctity of the sacraments, and the moral life. Faithful Catholics must support in many ways, he said, bishops and priests in Germany who choose to remain true to all the teachings of the Catholic faith. All those who still want to live the fullness of the Catholic faith should unite together, pushing away some existing differences between them, which are substantially of a secondary character in view of the ongoing massive apostasy from the Catholic faith in Germany, he said. Asked if there was anything that could be done practically to save the Catholic Church in Germany, or if it's already too late, Bishop Snyder told LifeSite News that from the human point of view, there is little hope. To save the Catholic Church in Germany, there is first the need of prayer and reparation for the sins against the Catholic faith and the sanctity of the sacraments committed in the past decades in the first place by many representatives of the hierarchy, cardinals, bishops, and priests. There's a need of divine intervention that will raise some new apostles of the Catholic faith in Germany, he said. And finally, the heroic Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, one of the main voices defending truth in the Church, has given to LifeSite a prayer appeal to the Most Holy Virgin Mary, turning to the Mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to appeal for us with her divine Son to bring an end to the current calamity in the world and in the Church. Yesterday was Ascension Thursday and also the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady in Fatima in 1917. It is also the release date of the following prayer by Archbishop Vigano, which I'm privileged to pray with you right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. August Lady and Queen of Heaven, turn your gaze upon us, your children, in this hour of darkness and affliction. Do not disdain to hear and answer our humble and confident prayer at a moment when the forces of the enemy are multiplying their infernal assault against God, his church, and the human family. You who are the model and example of humility 
and obedience to the will of God. Enlighten our rulers so that they may remember that the authority they exercise comes from the Lord, that they will have to answer to him, the just judge, for both the good they have not done as well as the evil they have committed. You who are the virgin most faithful, teach those who administer public affairs to honor the moral obligations of their office, refusing any connivance with vice and error. You who by your intercession before the throne of God heal the evils of soul and body and are rightfully invoked as health of the sick, guide doctors and health care workers in their profession. Help them to care for the sick and to give assistance to the weakest among us. Give them the courage to oppose those who would force them to cause death or illness with inappropriate treatments or harmful drugs. Invoke the divine physician of our souls, our Lord Jesus Christ, asking him to awaken in their conscience an awareness of their role and their duty to promote the life and health of the body. You who during the flight to Egypt saved your divine son from the massacre of Herod, deliver our children from the moral and spiritual threats looming over them. Protect our little ones from the true pestilence of sin and vice and from the criminal plans of the ideological dictatorship that wants to strike them in body and spirit. Strengthen parents and educators to oppose the experimental use of a dangerous and morally illicit drug on our children. Thwart the attacks of those who assault their innocence, trying to pervert them from an early age by corrupting their morals and warping their intellect. You who were consoled by the presence of your Son in your passage to eternal life, be close to the sick, the elderly, and the dying, especially those who, during due to inhuman regulations, face death alone in a hospital bed, deprived of the sacraments. Bring them comfort, inspire in them repentance for the sins they have committed, and, and the desire to offer their sufferings in reparation for these sins, so that they may close their eyes with the consolation of the friendship of God. You who are called mother of the priesthood, enlighten our shepherds, open their eyes to see the present threat. Make them consistent witnesses to Christ your Son, courageous defenders of the flock that the Lord has entrusted to them, and valiant opponents of error and vice. Shake off from them, virgin most holy, all human respect and all connivance with sin. Inflame them with the love for God and their neighbor. Enlighten their minds and strengthen their will. You before whom all the demons of hell take flight, defeat the diabolical plans of this hateful tyranny, the deception of the pandemic, the lie of the workers of iniquity. Make the light of truth shine upon the lie, just as the light of of Christ shines upon the darkness of error and sin. Confuse your enemies, humiliate under your foot the proud head of those who dare to challenge heaven and want to establish the reign of Antichrist. You who by divine decree are mediatrix of all graces, our co-redemptrix, obtain for us the grace of seeing the triumph of your Immaculate Heart, to which we consecrate ourselves, our families, our communities, the Holy Church, our homeland, and the whole world. So may it be. Amen. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers 
are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.